0: Welcome to the Chosen People radio program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director.
1: Well, Shalom, this is Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and welcome to our program today. And with me is my co-host, our New York Regional Director, Bobby Walter. Shalom, Mitch, and welcome, everyone. You know, throughout the Bible, Bobby, there's a lot of emphasis on banquets. So, you know, if you like to eat well, reading the Bible is is a good thing to do because you might even glean some recipes out of it, you know? Amen. Learning to know and love Jesus and to follow him as the Great Shepherd, as described in John chapter 10... There's nothing like it and it he's a feast for our souls. Mm. But we look forward, don't we, to the marriage supper of the lamb, the great banquet where we're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and or at least Abraham and some other uh, great Old Testament saints. And so when the Bible describes something really marvelous, really wonderful, oftentimes it's it's looked at as a banquet. In this instance, the shepherd Boy, who's now a king, writing, I believe, upon reflection of his earlier life. Mm-hmm. This shepherd who learned how to tend the sheep of Israel by literally tending sheep for his his father in the uh, Israeli Judean desert. Well, now he shows some other aspects of his uh, personality and what he's learned over a lifetime. Because if there's one thing that a king did well, it's throw a banquet. And so I'm sure that David really knew how to throw a banquet. And so this is an instance where he is now speaking, not as the shepherd, but as the host of a great banquet. And so we read in verse 5, "'You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows.'" And this anointing with oil is very important. It was done to refresh people. It was also done to indicate that people who were anointed had a freshness from the Spirit of God, not just a freshness from the oil. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of water in the desert sometimes, and oil served a great purpose in cleansing. It was usually scented, so it was a beautiful smell. So he's really talking about Uh, the anointing that you experience when you sit down for a banquet with the king. And I I believe that's what David's uh, describing. And the second part of this, of course, is that this banquet doesn't take place in a vacuum. It takes place in the presence of his enemies. Hmm. So, I mean, how, how do you eat when you know somebody's standing next to you ready to kill you? Well, you don't eat in peace, that's for sure. Right, right. But we now have a lavish banquet with great food, and you're anointed with oil, and you're, you smell fragrant, even though you may have spent the day working or in the desert or wherever you've been. But for David, he understood that, in a sense, everywhere he went, because he was in the presence of the Lord, He had nothing to fear. And it was as if God set a banquet table for him in the presence of his enemies wherever he went. And I think that's just a, a great image of what God does for us. He's with us. He never forsakes us. And quite honestly, In his presence is not only fullness of joy, but in John chapter 10, which is linked to the great shepherd passage, one of the images of the Savior in the Gospel of John, there's not only an image of Jesus as a shepherd, but it's also, it tells us that Jesus gives us the gift of abundant life. And so, abundant life, the banquet being anointed with oil, setting a place for joy in the midst of enemies. These are all marvelous, marvelous images that help us understand that wherever the Lord is, things are good. No matter what you're experiencing, and the Hebrew word for enemies, Sarar, is from a, a Hebrew word which means enemies or it could mean troubles, it comes to a Yiddish word that I grew up with using all the time, the word surus, which means trouble. And when I use the word surus, trouble, I mean, it's usually has something to do with the history of the Jewish people. You know, <laughs> The Jewish people had enemies constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the Old Testament, we see the, the nations, Babylon, Medo-Persia, and began with Egypt and Greeks and Romans. And then throughout history, we had uh, pogroms. We had crusades before them. Then we had the Holocaust. And, you know, there's always been these struggles. The Jewish people have always had enemies. And remember, Psalm 23 was a a gift to the Jewish people. And it's a gift to all of us who know God and, and read his word. But it really was, it was very much a Jewish psalm. Um, one of the most interesting things about this psalm is that it's actually in Judaism, it's a funeral psalm. And so we read Psalm 23 when we're moving the casket out of the memorial service to the gravesite for the person to be buried. And I think you have to see all of this in the context of Jewish history and in the Jewish understanding of God. And sometimes We learn a lot from the Jewish understanding of God, because it's really based upon the Old Testament. And no matter what trouble you're experiencing in life, life can actually always be a banquet if you live your life in the presence of the Lord. I think that's what David's saying.
2: Right. And there's, honestly, there's just so much comfort and peace that we can find and hope that we can find in that fact, in that truth. And it's something that I know for me personally, I need to remind myself of this on a on a regular basis, because Mitch, I'm I'm sure you've noticed. I'm sure our listeners have noticed, but life can be difficult.
1: Sometimes, Bobby. Sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Things go wrong. You know, I mean, just uh, try to drive in New York City once in your life, and you will know that things can go wrong, and things will go wrong, and your buttons will be pushed, and you know, you'll feel this. Uh, this anger welling up inside of you because this guy just cut you off, anything. But I I mean, that's just the daily stuff. But on the grand scale as well, we can go through some really uh, serious trials and tribulations and troubles in our lives. And to know that in the midst of it, God is blessing us and we can find peace in that is just so comforting. And I, I can't help but think of I mean there's numerous examples of this throughout the scripture but i can't help but think of paul when he was in prison in chains in this this dungeon and what what did they do they began to sing praises to god in the midst of it i mean if that's not just a a perfect example of this verse being lived out that you know from a dungeon from a place where you you are in chains you're able to just find such joy in the Lord, in who God is, and in the relationship that you have with God, and his, his active blessings at work in your life, his presence with you in the midst of that trial and trouble and tribulation, there's, just, uh, there's, there's nothing quite like it.
1: So our understanding is that even though life has its problems, again, even though we suffer, we always have hope. Because we know that we worship a God who has covenant loyalty, so to speak, is his middle name. I mean, he loves Israel with an everlasting love. He loves us with an everlasting love. And we can count on that love. And we experience his grace and his mercy and his comfort. Paul understood that in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Let me just read that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. For just as the sufferings of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. And so the great shepherd who gives us the gift of abundant life is always present with us during the difficult times and, in a sense, always sets a banquet uh, for us before our enemies. Whatever our trouble is, he's always there to give us cause to recognize his greatness and his faithfulness and his provision. And that's the abundant life. Dear friend, if you're listening, I hope that you're taking advantage of the abundant life. No matter what you're experiencing right now, God's going to see you through it, and God's going to be faithful to you, and He's going to be faithful to your loved ones. And you can have joy in the midst of suffering, because the Lord is with you.
0: In addition to partnering with local churches in the New York area, Chosen People Ministries is ready and available to speak at your church or missions conference. And we offer a variety of presentations on topics such as Jewish evangelism, the Jewish roots of Christianity, Messiah in the Old Testament, and so much more. So if you, your church, or your Bible study group is looking for another way to go deeper in your study of the culture, heritage, and history of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, then please request more information today at chosenpeople.com radio. And if you're not looking for a specific study topic, but you just want to let us know you're listening to this program, we'd love to hear from you. Just call 888-293-7482. Or once again, visit us online at chosenpeople.com slash radio. We look forward to hearing from you soon.
2: You know, Mitch, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, reading the Bible is good for you. (laughs) <laughs> it's sharper than than any two edged sword, and it doesn't return void, right? But if we really dig in and study God's word, it can help us can help us find those nuggets of truth that are buried deep within the text like treasure.
1: Absolutely, and one of those treasures, I believe, is Michael Van Andale's testimony, a South African Jewish guy came to faith and was dramatically transformed by the power of God. And so we're going to listen to Michael's testimony. I know that you're going to find it amazing, and it will minister to you.
3: I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. My mother was Jewish and my dad was of Dutch origins. When I was quite young my parents got divorced and I grew up largely with my mother and her side of the family. I remember going to my grandmother for Shabbat every Friday. I always felt much closer to the Jewish part of the family than I did to the other part of the family. I like the cultural side of being Jewish but I felt like something was missing. I thought a little bit about the story of Pesach, and I thought about the story of how the cloud of God's presence would move, and I felt like maybe the presence of God had moved, but I hadn't kept up with the movement of the cloud, or, or we hadn't kept up. And so when I went to Shul, I just felt like there was something missing in terms of A connection with God it didn't seem like his presence was there. I was a very private person and I kept my thoughts about God and to a large extent about life to myself. I I wanted to believe in something because I thought it was true. I had a lot of questions about the meaning of life and what I was doing and what role religion was ever going to play in my life. I went through some tough times as a teenager trying to find my identity and a lot of pains and a lot of questions. Why is there suffering in the world or why am I going through these difficult times if God does love me? Just wondering if anyone really cared about me at a, at a deep level. I thought that if I just did the right things and worked hard and enjoyed life, I would have a good life, everything would be okay. But the problem is I found I, I didn't really have an answer to the meaning of suffering in the world. Where does suffering come from? What's the purpose of some of the struggles that I've gone through myself? Is there some kind of meaning behind suffering and struggles in the world? My mother didn't really speak about Jesus. There was this big area that wasn't up for discussion. At some stage during my high school years, I decided to read the Bible for myself and see what it was all about. I encountered something that Jesus said, where he said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the full. That statement drew me so powerfully because I realized all around me, people are looking for life. Everyone wants life and everyone wants to feel like there is some bigger purpose to why they're here. I had to either take it seriously or I had to somehow put it to the side and just pretend like no one had ever given an answer because he was saying, I am the answer and he has the answer to the questions that you are asking. I saw evidence that this Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of a Messiah who would suffer and die for the sins of the world. The greatest example of God using suffering for ultimate good is the story of how Jesus suffered and died for the sins of his people. The one person in human history who never deserved bad things to happen to him is the person who maybe suffered the most. He was put to death at the hands of men but God raised him up. It's through the suffering of Messiah that he brings us into the presence of God and opens up a relationship with God. If God used the greatest example of human injustice and of suffering to bring about the greatest miracle in the history of the world, there is hope when I go through struggles in my own life and hope that No suffering is in vain. It all has a purpose in God's plan. I wrestled a lot and I struggled a lot. I felt like there was a distance that started to develop between myself and my family. And it started to come to a position where I realized I needed to make a choice. And I started to realize that this promise of abundant life that Messiah makes is a promise that is worth much more than any human relationship or the approval of people. God didn't feel distant anymore. I felt like he was moving my life in a certain direction and I didn't know where it was all going but I felt like there was no other way or no other path for me to go. I'm a professional investor and so I'm very aware that People want good investments that will give them a return over the long-term. And one of the things that Jesus said was, don't lay up treasure for yourselves on earth, because on earth there's moths that eat up and rust that destroys. But lay up treasure in heaven. Everyone is aware that they only have a short time on this earth. People are so obsessed with making money and having a lot in this life but they seem to want to forget that they can't take any of that with them. The promise of life that Jesus makes is a promise of eternal life that begins in the here and now. The passion that His Spirit gives makes this life in this world have meaning. I need to sometimes remind myself of that, but it really is this wonderful truth and treasure that I enjoy and that no one can take from me.
1: Shalom, friends. This is Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. There is a growing movement of the Holy Spirit among second-generation young adults And we have a great ministry to these folks. There are hundreds of them. There's a beautiful commercial center, two and a half times the size of what we have now that'll seat over 150 people. We have space for children's work. We have space for a cafe. And so pray over the center. We'd love to have you come on a chosen people trip. But I know that you'll wanna be involved in one way or another to help the gospel go out in power to Israel.
0: To learn more about this new, exciting project, Visit ChosenPeople.com slash Tel Aviv Center. That's ChosenPeople.com slash Tel Aviv Center. Partner with us to bring the love of Yeshua to Israel today. It's never too soon to start thinking about the holidays. And if you're looking for a unique and special gift that presents the beauty, history, culture, and the people of the land of Israel, you're going to want to request a copy of Lawrence Hirsch's photo book titled Israel, the Land, and the People. This book is a must-have gift for anyone who wants to know more about this wonderfully beautiful land. And we'd love for you to see Israel through Jewish eyes. So we'll send you a copy just for saying hello today. To connect with us online, just go to chosenpeople.com radio. That's chosenpeople.com radio. Or call us and ask for the free photo book, Israel, the Land, and the People, by dialing 888-293-7482. That number again is 888-293-7482. You'll be glad you did, and we look forward to connecting with you soon.
1: Shalom, dear friends. This is Mitch Glazer again from Chosen People Ministries. I want to tell you about a new program that we have for outreach that every Christian can be involved in. If you love the Jewish people, then you're going to love this program because it's going to give you the opportunity to share directly with Jewish people who will be staying in your home. That's right. You will be the host because we have started a program called HostIsraelis.com. There's a cultural phenomenon in Israel. Young people go into the army and get out when they're usually about 22, sometimes a little younger, sometimes a little older. And after they get out of the army, they travel. And they love traveling to very different places all over the globe, from Latin America to Asia to North America. And so we started HostIsraelis.com. That's a website where you can go and find out more about how to host Israelis in your home. And it's wonderful because we have training. uh, We have opportunities for you to list your home. And I'm sure you'll find uh, a lot of information available so that you can host an Israeli traveling through the United States and show them the love of Jesus uh, through the way you speak with them, through your hospitality. Uh, You might even feed them once in a while or help them see the sights around your home. You're gonna have a wonderful opportunity to love on these Israeli young people through hosteswellies.com
2: You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, and if you'd like to give your friends or family a unique gift that will inspire and encourage them this year, then be sure to stop by our online store. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com/radio. And while you're there, Ask for your copy of Lawrence Hirsch's photo book, Israel, the Land
1: and the People. It's yours free of charge just for connecting with us today. That's right. Our listening family can get this book for free online by visiting chosenpeople.com radio. Once again, that's chosenpeople.com radio. Or request your free book. You're going to like this book. This is really worth getting. 7482 Call 888-293-7482. And if you prefer, ask
2: for the book, Israel, the Land and the People by writing to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. And when you reach out today, don't forget to let us know where and how you're listening to this program. Now let's wrap up today's program with the ironic Benediction.
3: Ye adonai vishma Ya'er Ya adonai ponove lecha vishunecha. Adonai Adonai ponove lecha.
1: Shalom.